When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, if you haven't checked out What Chaos yet, you oughta, because we've had all your favorite players on the show. I'm talking Seth Jones, Lena Solmar, Connor Bedard, whoever it may be. We're live every day on YouTube at noon Eastern, but also available on all podcast platforms, including the one you're listening to right now. We got guests, and yeah, we're also doing a bit of chit-chat, goofing around, laughing at what makes us laugh in hockey. So regardless of how deep you are into your hockey fandom, Come listen to What Chaos. We'll talk about your favorite team. We'll talk about your least favorite team and everybody in between. And we're having a ton of fun doing it every single day, Monday through Thursday. It's What Chaos, presented by All City Network. Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks postgame podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in. I'm Jay Zawoski with Mario Tirabasi. Greg Boyson is at the United Center. will join us shortly. Hawks win 5 nothing against the formerly red-hot Ottawa Senators yeah. in a game that I was prepared to see the Hawks get their asses kicked in. I think a lot of people were. Um, boy, that was a lot of fun. I, I see Michael Wagner in the chat already saying, F the tank. What a fun <laughs> game. That is totally accurate, and we're going to get to it for sure. Make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube page as well. If you're a traditional podcaster, that's cool. Make sure you follow and like us there as well we would greatly appreciate that we're going to do our draft kings uh king of the game we've got our four stars of the game to give out we're also going to do our tankathon spins so uh stuff. with the hawks win uh, I'm, I'm certain we're gonna have a bigger crowd than usual tonight so i want to see 100 <laughs> likes for that bonus spin Boom. 100 likes and we will do it so That's start fun. cranking that like button and we will get to it but man where to start i i, I want to start with uh Notre Dame legend, and maybe that's why he's so great at hockey, <laughs> uh, Anders Bjork, who for the last few days was kind of like a bit of a punchline on some of our reads when we were doing the FOCO thing. I'm like, deck yourself out like Anders uh, Bjork. Yes. But look, this is a guy who the Blackhawks acquired for nothing, future considerations. Yeah. And I was listening to the intermission show driving from the UC to here with our buddy Kevin Powell and, and Joe Brand, and... They were and Joe kind of reminded everybody, like, remember the Sam Lafferty deal? You know, Kyle Davidson found this guy kind of on the scrap heap, couldn't really find his place in Pittsburgh, traded Alex Nylander for him. Nylander has not played an NHL game since that trade went down. I don't know. Maybe he's got a bit of a knack for finding guys like this. And Bjork was a guy, you know, Buffalo, Boston, like kind of in some good some good organizations and blocked out. You can't deny what you saw. And look, you, there's games where guys can get these three assist games and you're like, okay, well, they're the beneficiary of some puck luck or whatever. Three primary assists. All of them were really nice passes, really nice plays. In the third period, Ottawa had a look in the in like the deep slot and Bjork on his horse comes back and stick checks uh, the shooter. So no shot attempt goes on. Jokes aside, I really like I like his game, and I feel like this is a guy who, as we're looking ahead, as we're bridging the rebuild, right, for next year and beyond, mm -hmm. I'd be surprised if he doesn't get a new contract with the Hawks and is here for the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to have to go out and get uh, some NHL bodies, and, you know, if, if guys like uh, Bjork and Joey Anderson and Andreas Engeland, if they show enough in these final 21 20 games uh of the season that the Blackhawks don't have to you know do so much to outsource uh what they need to do for next season yeah I mean it's 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 worth keeping these guys around because you're going to go out and and pay some of these 
free agents in the, in the off season to to fill out the roster next year. It's going to kind of be a lot like this year, um, where you're getting guys to basically trade at the trade deadline or guys that would be just some space fillers before the next wave of, of young players come up and, and hopefully become solidified NHL players. So performances like these, like these are opportunities that, you know, we, we, we've talked to the, the new guys in the locker room over the last couple of days since the trade deadline. And, you know, it, it the, the idea of, well, getting traded to the Blackhawks must suck because they're, second to last in the league. Mm-hmm. But for guys like these, like these are guys that are buried uh, on on rosters of, of better teams. So they're getting opportunities that they in the NHL that they weren't getting elsewhere. So uh, aside from getting a, a nicer game check, um, you get an opportunity to put, you know, yourself out there in front of, you know, NHL teams, whether it's the team you're playing for or other teams. Yeah. Like this is an opportunity to get, NHL minutes and and elevated roles that you that they weren't getting elsewhere. So it's really good to see a guy like Bjork um, get the opportunity and and take advantage of it. And yeah, the the game he had tonight, he was all over the ice. Um, the three primary assists they they weren't just luck. Like right. those were really good plays that he uh, helped facilitate. So if you can do more of that, yeah, I I would love to see him uh, stick around. I mean, look, I. <laughs> It's no, uh, it's no secret I have an affinity for Blackhawks that come from Wisconsin. So maybe he could be the next Jake McCabe. Who knows? There you go. Uh, I got a ten dollars super chat Hey-o. from Tebow forty one fan. Says I was out of town during the deadline and couldn't watch live. So just wanted to chime in tonight and thank you both and Greg for the great coverage this season. Thank you. Cheers to CHGO. Thanks, Tebow forty one fan. Appreciate that. That's nice. Uh, that's great. A um, couple other things we want to get to, but I want to remind everybody to vote on our YouTube poll we have going right now. Which remaining Blackhawk will lead the team in points at the end of the season? Seth Jones, currently at 31. We're going to get to him in a second. Uh, Taylor Radish has 26 points. Philip Kurish have 25. Uh, and uh, Andreas Athanasiu all have 25. I think if I'm predicting this, I think a lot of people are going to pick Seth Jones, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. And we've been talking about him for the last few weeks. It feels like when he got selected as an all-star and Felt a little bit, like, personally embarrassed about it, knowing this kind of season he was having. It kind of became a punchline. Yeah. All of a sudden, he has found his game, and yeah. he's been incredible. Third game in a row with a goal. Just missed a hat trick in the third period, which would have been his first career hat trick. He's playing terrific hockey. Mm-hmm. He looks great out there. And, uh, man, he you could just see... I feel like Seth is one of those guys who, when he's feeling confident, his game gets to another level. Like You can see that he's feeling himself a little bit these days, and he's taking charge. How many times have we seen him? What was the the, his, the goal he scored the other day where he scored 13 or 37 30, seconds yeah. into the game? Crashing the he net. He scored it crashing the net. <laughs> he's got that confidence to activate the game offensively. And, and back to what you were saying about the opportunity for these guys that they wouldn't get in other cities. I also think there's an element of, hey, no one has any belief in us. People are laughing at this roster. I saw Ben Pope say, look at how horrible this roster is on Twitter. Players see that stuff. And Ben's not <laughs> yeah. wrong. He's not no, wrong. No. Like, this is one of the worst rosters you're ever going to see in, the, in, in, in hockey. But those guys see this, and I think now that the deadline's over and now that the team is established – there's a little bit of that mentality of, all right, let's go. Let's prove some people wrong. Yeah. Let's go out there and work hard. And look, if you look at the metrics of this game, they heavily favor Ottawa, right? They had a weird goalie situation. Med Sogard is not exactly Patrick Waugh. Um, but it's a 5 nothing win. And these things, you know, I don't know. I, I do think we're seeing a bit of this team saying, all right, this is our group. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's work hard, and you've got a lot of guys cut from the same cloth. Yeah, and you know? and we, we were, you know, when we were in Colorado to begin the season, that was the the mentality going into it. Um, we talked with Mackenzie Entwistle, and he said that you know guys came into that came into this season uh, with a bit of a chip on the, on their shoulder because all off season um, the the talk was about rebuild and how bad the team was going to be, and and they went out there and, and, and started the season with that mentality. And I think they've probably kept it as, as the season has gone on and, and whether wins or losses have, have come from it. I think one, it's a testament to the players to, you know, not have really given up on a season, which 
I think people would have definitely given them the pass if that was the case. But also, too, for I, I, I would say there's some credit due to Luke Richardson being able to definitely. Um, get the most out of his players, get the most out of this team in this kind of season. Um, and and I, I know he's not going to get votes and he's not going to win the award, but Luke Richardson should get some votes for Coach of the Year just for having to go through this season and and the roster that he has been given and said, all right, 21 games, make the most of it. Like, I, I, I think he's done a, a, a great job of keeping this team, what, you know, pre- and post-trade deadline, um, keeping them together and keeping them, you know, trying to to still give that that output that never quit mentality that they've basically had all year. Whether the wins or losses, uh, you know, whatever that result was, most nights this season, um, the the Blackhawks have not looked for the exit door early. No, and for for and 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 Region Rev calls us out on it that we say the roster is horrible every day, and it is. I mean, I mean well, there's there's yeah. no denying it, but we, like. <laughs> Regardless of that, like, how many games this year have the Hawks been embarrassed? Where you're like, oh my god, these guys suck. It's horrible. Like, not, not as many get, as I expected. No, were they like Stephen has to get the post game YouTube post ready every game. How many nights are we like waiting for the like? It's a one goal game all the time, mm-hmm. or a two goal game where the outcome isn't really decided until w- really late in the game for a team with this level of talent. You would think that there'd be a lot more games for just like counting down the minutes mm-hmm. to the final horn. They're in a lot of games they should not be in. They're winning games they shouldn't win, like this one. And I, I think that's a huge credit to Luke Richardson, yeah. who's looking at this team and saying, all right, this is what I've got. I'm going to do what I can to make it work. And the fact that when things got really bad there for a while, there was that stretch where it was loss after loss after loss after like loss. 19 of 21 yeah, games, something like that. That he did not lose the team during that. That they did not just go completely, yeah. you know, tits up <laughs> and, just, yeah. and just give up on the season. They didn't pre-order their pins and aces and book their tea times. Really? Like, th- I think that that is commendable. And I think the other thing, too, is like the coaching staff itself has an interesting mix of characters in it. Yeah. You've got Luke, who is like the stalwart. Not like hard ass, but he's just kind of a really like level even yeah. keely. His personality never really changes. You've got Derek King keeping things loose. You've got Kevin Dean who comes in with all the experience, yep. you know, and Derek Plant's back there helping out too. And then even during practices, you've got a veteran like Chris Kunitz out there lending his experience. You've got Brian Campbell in the front office. Mm-hmm. There are so many resources for these guys to uh, turn to and lean on. I don't know. I just. Maybe we're overreacting to a 5 nothing win, and we might be. <laughs> but I just think when you see something like this, where the Hawks have every excuse to just mail this season in, mm-hmm. and they're not, I think that that says a lot about the coach. Yeah, that's a, that's that's definitely a big part of it. And, I, yeah, I, I think the, the expectations for this team, for uh, what we were supposed to uh, kind of expect – on paper, and especially now with with the roster having been torn down and all the you know most valuable pieces uh, taken away from it, I think a lot of people, probably and us included, were expecting you know Washington Generals types of uh, or not <laughs> uh, Washington Generals? Yes, yes. Not no. Commanders are the football team. Just take the ball. Washington Generals uh, types of outcomes where you know night in and night out, you would just be like, uh, well. You know, just you almost kind of look away from from the game because of how bad it was. But we, we really haven't had games like that this year. And, and um, I, I think teams still, uh, when playing the Blackhawks, expect to have those games. And I think, um, you know, I, I think it was Region Rev mentioned it on, on Twitter saying that the the Ottawa broadcast was calling out the team saying, this game, this game feels like a lot of guys looked at the at the standings before they hit the ice, and and I, it it feels it felt that way. It felt like Ottawa came in and thought, well, we we just beat the Rangers, we've won five in a row. DeBrincat's back in in Chicago, so he's gonna light them up. We're just gonna step on step on the ice, be better than them, and and get back on the plane and and off to our next destination. Put it behind us and. And this Blackhawks team and, and the the mentality that they that they continue to have uh, doesn't doesn't allow for those games to to happen. So that's 
you know, as a fan of this team, um, it's something that you can definitely like take some pride in and just be like, well, they weren't a clown show this year. Right. You know, they, 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 they may finish worst, second worst, third worst, whatever it is, but it won't feel like they were, they were that bad of a team, which I, which, you know what I, for, for a tank season, if they finish in the bottom three, bottom two, uh, and you walk away and you're like, well, it could have been a lot worse. Like that's kind of a small victory. Yeah. Right. Uh, Michael says uh, it tells you that Davidson nailed the coaching hire. And, and, you know, I know yeah. since the trade deadline, there's been a lot of uh, talk about Kyle Davidson and whether he got enough or what he, what he shouldn't and shouldn't have done. Um, there's a lot more wins than losses in the scorebook for Kyle Davidson. Yeah. And he very easily could have just hired Derek King. We were almost saying, like, hey, you know what? You're going to suck. Right. Why not just see what the guy can do? It was a really easy thing. But Kyle Davidson did not treat that hire like a shrug. He treated it like a freaking real hire. And I think he knew the importance of having a guy that could keep this team going through something like this. Because, mm-hmm. look, the crowd tonight wasn't great. But the people that were there were involved. They were into yeah. it. They were having fun. As the game went on, they got loud. There was that sequence where the Hawks gave up three shorthanded shots in a row yeah. uh, and both of the two giant rebounds Gigantic from Alex rebounds. <laughs> But the crowd went nuts when he made yeah. those saves. Yeah. Like they're, they're into it. They're engaged. And this team plays a way that keeps you engaged and keeps you interested. And it's almost like you're seeing this, like, I would say like a little bit of pride from the people who are sticking with this team through this. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to jump off the bandwagon right now, especially now with Patrick Kane gone and Jonathan Taze potentially playing his last game as a Hawk because of his health condition. Yeah, Really easy to jump off. And I think you're going to start to see that pride of like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here. I'm still a Hawks fan. I'm going to stay a Hawks fan. And the, the, the crowd there feels like, Hey, we're still here. Let's go. Let's get behind these guys. You know, uh, yesterday was the one-year anniversary of Kyle Davidson uh, telling Blackhawks fans to hop on the ride. Yeah. Uh, and I, I uh, tweeted it out, and I said, you know, one year later, um, how do Blackhawks fans feel? And I would say the overwhelming response was, um, you know, in it, optimistic, trusting in Davidson, um, and and being – being able to kind of see the 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 plan for the future and and being able to as a fan buy into it, which is I think all the all that the uh, <laughs> nice. I love that it's that one of our one of our original uh, graphics, one of the first ones ever created. Love that, but um, yeah. So I, I I think people I think people one year later are are on board with it for the for the most part. There's there's definitely um, the opportunity, the easy opportunity the plentiful opportunity to really shit on this team. Um, and, and some people take it, but I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of Blackhawks fans are, are either coming around or ha- haven't left. And I think that that's a, that's, that's a big testament to not only the fan base um, being able to, you know, st- stick with the team and, and give Kyle Davidson and, and his plan a, an opportunity, um, but also to the, to the players, because it's, if if they were giving if they were performing in a way that was like embarrassing every night you're going to get a it makes it a lot harder for uh for fans to tune in night after night and uh and and pull in the same direction as you but you know the the as corny as it may sound the ready to work uh slogan that they use this year uh it fits this team it does and then they're they're living up to it well i think too it helps when you look at Again, to go back to the coaching staff, Luke Richardson, Derek King, Derek Plant, Kevin Dean, all guys who played, none of them were stars. No. Right? Like, Derek Plant had some good offensive years. Derek King, the same. Luke Richardson played forever as a long time. You know who Luke Richardson was? Jake McCabe. Mm-hmm. Very similar style of player uh, in an era that was way more physical. Um, you know, and, and these guys, they, they have the respect, but they know, like, they're not guys who are superstar players that just got by on talent. They knew you have to work for 60 minutes to win a game. Then they all played that way. And uh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I just think it's, it's kind of been, despite all the drama that's happened, well, in our 
year here, right? With Kyle Beach stuff and yeah, all the things yeah. that happened in that periphery, and then the Kane and Taves are they going to be traded? Are they not? The trade deadline. Now we're leading up to the, to the draft lottery. It's all been kind of fun and interesting to keep track of. Yeah, it it is definitely. Um, it's been it's been a ride for sure. <laughs> that I'm glad I hopped on. Um, yeah, I, I I think there's there's been a lot to kind of come back from. Um, from, you know, 15, 16 months ish ago, um, to where the, to where the team is at now. Uh, I, I think things, uh, are, are going in the right direction. I, I think, you know, you can really only go up from, from the bottom. So, uh, I think the Blackhawks are, are, are heading back in that right direction. And, and it's games like tonight where, you know, you see the, the complete efforts and, you know, we, we, we talked about it, um, here at the at the office watching the game pound for pound this roster yeah. and uh, where the team is is at right now in this at this point of the season this was pound for pound their best performance of the year uh as as a team because you know you look at the who who's here who's performing Kurashev, Reichel, Anders Bjork, Andreas Athanasiu had to had to uh, assist tonight Seth Jones stepped up in a big way. Alex Stalock, 35 save performance, um, getting under the skin of Brady Kachuk and turning him into a full pudwack mode. Like <laughs> this was this was probably one of the more entertaining games that they had. And and outside of the first first period where things were not looking good, even though they had a one nothing lead after 20 minutes, it was not a good period. Something happened between that first and second period that they they turned into a different team. Uh, and they came out ready to play and and took took hold the game in the second period. And it was just a, a great performance uh, all around. And like it was it was I think it was a game that we all kind of needed. I know the tank standings aren't going to show aren't, aren't going to yeah, show the that sharks won, so it's sharks right. won. So it's all right. You know, <laughs> you don't uh, you don't lose any ground there, but you, you get a little bit further away from the Blue Jackets. But it's OK. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's a game that that the team needed and I think the fans needed. And uh, now they, they they head on to a three game road trip with uh, with some good feelings. So it's it's good to have. I know we're going to hear from Greg soon, and we're twenty two minutes into the show, and you mentioned Lucas Reichel for the first time, sort of in passing. I want to save the Reichel stuff for when Greg jumps on. I think we can spend some time sure. in that realm. In the meantime, let's knock out some of these super chats we got. And I also want to get to Maddie's question, uh, Stephen, when you get a chance on that one. We got a two dollar super chat. From Brandon, who says, "Please bring Kyle Davidson on CHGO. We'd love to. The we invite's been made trying. many, many times. We I have, have we have invited him. I'm going to follow up tomorrow. I would love to have him on tomorrow. We got an in studio show. Um, we've been trying all season, so we'd love to make it happen. Trust us, we're trying. Um, he's got a lot more time in his hands right now, so <laughs> I'd yeah. love to have him in here. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, uh, got one here from Chris. A ten dollars super chat. He says, "Please move Entwistle. He doesn't have it." He's kind of garbage. Uh, also, let's not get too high. They were outplayed and outshot two to one. Of course, yeah, we've said that in the context of this game. Like Thank you for your ten dollars, they were outplayed. But I, you know the ant whistle thing. I, People online today were like, "He's the he's the worst Blackhawk in the last thirteen years." And I'm like, "Do wrong. you not remember Brandon Mashinter and yeah, uh, yeah I don't have Brandon Bolig and hello? Oh, he doesn't have a family. Yeah." Leave the guy oh, alone. He, he, <laughs> I didn't know we made that a drop. I'll, I'll get you one more here. Hold up. Yeah, I don't have a family. Yeah. <laughs> Stop picking alone. on him, guys. Yeah, but I mean, look, <laughs> he's a fourth line player on a tanking team. Like, don't get your don't get worked up over. You can do a McKenzie lot worse Wizzle. in the NHL I'll, than McKenzie. I'll tell you this: he's a great kid. Yeah. Uh, the the organization loves him. He works his ass off. Um, he's playing with a banged up wrist. Uh, you know, Mackenzie and Whistle's not a problem. And he, he probably won't be here or be part of things when the team is ready to win again. But don't worry about Mackenzie and Whistle. It's, you, can, you can have a lot of guys like that on your team and be fine. And then yeah. Maddie's Madhouse says, guys, you think Kurashev can take a step or is he just a solid bottom sixer? Well, I, I, I mean, he's, yeah. yeah, I think that he not? could take a step. And I, if he his biggest thing is consistency. Mm-hmm. He's got games like tonight and we've seen a handful of them. And then there's three or four games in a row where you won't really notice him. Like you said, 
big opportunity for Philip Kershev, who is Huge. now the number one center. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, Why not? Or, sure. Uh, whatever, whatever works. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that when you look at Kershev, if you're talking about a Stanley Cup contender, I think if he if he finds that consistency, you're looking at a pretty good third line. Yeah. A guy who can play, defend, and score. Um I always think of Michael Froelich when I think of him, but maybe a little more offensive upside than Froelich. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to make his money being a penalty killer uh, when it's all said and done. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think if if he if he continues on the trajectory that he's kind of put himself on this season after kind of being all over the place last season, um, he's got a good shot at at you know he's obviously playing in a in a top line role right now, and I, I would assume he's going to have that role to end the season. Uh, next year, he's probably in your top six, um, depending on how things shake out. But I would assume he's going to be in the top six. And, you know, that'll be well, – obviously, also, he'll have to be uh, re-signed in the summer, but I'm sure he will be. Um, and then, yeah, I, I think from there, he's going to have the opportunity to play in the, in the top six next year. And if he can, if he can grab hold of it and, and run with it, I think, you know, his ceiling could be pretty, pretty – a uh, productive second liner uh, or a really, really good offensive option uh, that has some defensive responsibility to his game as well on the third line, you know, for, for a team that's looking to be in, in a playoff picture. So if, if he's part of the, the future plans, um, I think a middle six role is going gonna, is gonna to fit him well. And I think he can get there. I mean, he's still only 23, I think. So he's, he's, a, he's a young guy, even though he's been around for uh, a few seasons now. Definitely. Um, Ethan Jaffe says, Kurashev reminds me of Yanmark a few years ago. Smaller. He is smaller than him, yeah. But in terms of, like, output, sure. I, I, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, Dale says, I can see him becoming Froelich or Kruger. I do think he's got more offense than both those guys. Uh, and Kruger, I think, had he not been on the Dynasty Blackhawks, probably could have been a, a poor man's number two center. Or a really good third center to get score a little bit. Yeah, he would have been elevated, but and I think you say the same about Dave Boland in terms of offensive output. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, Jamie says it. Kurashev tops off at a twenty goal, twenty assist in his prime. I'll sure. take that. A forty that's point guy, fine. Sure, you can live with that on your third line for yeah. sure. That's 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 definitely solid. No problem with that. Um, a little bit of injury news from this one. Andreas Englin left the game. Uh, looking oh, yeah. for an update on him. Uh, Greg just tweeted out lower body injury for him. We'll know more tomorrow. Mm. Um, he'd been playing pretty well, and I saw someone in the comments. It might have been Chris, actually, who said that he's that he's kind of a banger. And look, a lot of these new yes, guys, he yes, he is. They've made they've made impressions. Yeah, they've made impressions on the fans. Are like Bjork, who we've talked about extensively. Uh, England was a four star of the game and the king of the game already. <laughs> yeah, at nine, one point nine this year. hits. Yeah. These guys are they're they're making a they're making impacts on this team and yes while the roster isn't great still they are noticeable mm-hmm. and I think again going back to Kyle Davidson he his I feel like the scouting department's doing a really good job finding yeah. guys that can play and contribute I said it to you or Greg during the game the other day you're up a goal late who'd you rather have on the ice Andreas England or Jack Johnson yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, like Jack Johnson was one of the worst metric players in the NHL this year. Yeah, like maybe the worst for a guy who, who plays every game. Yeah, I, I think, you know, w- like what we saw with uh, like we were mentioning before the the turning Alex Nylander into Sam Lafferty uh, and then, you know, finding a guy like Anders Bjork for future considerations Um you know, getting getting a player like Joey Anderson, getting him an opportunity. I, I think that the the scouting uh, Jason Dickinson, um, yeah, you one. know, turning turning Riley Stillman into Jason Dickinson and a second round pick. Um, I, I think the the scouting staff for the Blackhawks, um, there it's it's under new management, and there's there's people that uh, that are no longer a part of it, and and new people are 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 coming through, and I think we're seeing a, a different. Um, a different emphasis put on the the pro scouting side of things that maybe wasn't there before. Um, so I think it's 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 
seem it, it, it might seem like small small gains in the long run, but enough of those uh, over time make a big impact. And if they're good at finding these kind of more smaller moves where, you know, you, you, you get a guy who's buried on the Maple Leafs or on, on Colorado and give him an opportunity to play in the NHL and he does well, like that's great. Um, but down the line when this team wants to be competitive, if they're able to find a young player uh, who can make a bigger impact uh, because they're, they're buried on a, on a lineup or, um, you know, just the, in, in, in trades or anything like that, free agency, guys that maybe are being overlooked, that if the Blackhawks staff is able to find something in them that other teams aren't seeing and, and, and f- benefit from it, I think that's, that's going to be a huge attribute to have for them now and, and especially when the team wants to, uh, wants to compete again. That's going to be a huge factor. Updating our YouTube poll, which remaining Blackhawk will lead the team in points at the end of the season? Seth Jones with 78% of the vote. That's a safe bet. Philip Kurashev with 11%. Taylor Radish with 8 And Andreas Athanasiu with 3%. Remember, I think it's going to be Lucas Reichel. It could be. Uh, <laughs> smash that like button for us, by the way. We're trying to get to 100 so we can get that extra tank spin at when the time comes as we wait for Greg to check in here. Zach with a good comment. Uh, what's nice about a lot of these uh, deadline ads, uh, they're restricted for agents at the end of the year. Bjork, Joey Anderson, Austin Wagner, nothing wrong with giving guys a look and extended trials. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. And you saw the Hawks waste no time getting these guys in the yeah. lineup. And I wonder what it's going to take for uh, Wagner to get in. I think he's, he's now, right? I think he's dealing with a minor injury right okay. now. All right. That's what I was told. Okay. So I yes, he's here with the team, but I think he's not uh not healthy enough to get on the you ice. You can't turn your back on Boris Kachuk, that's for sure. No, you can't. Boy, man, everything with him is difficult. That guy is I, I he's just fighting it. You could see like we see it at practice. We see it in games. Like there's when you when guys are struggling like Kachuk is, the simple becomes very difficult. Yeah. Yeah, and we and that's he's not the only one this season that has had uh, that issue. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just he's just not uh, not up to the 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 quality of player that um, a guy in his position should be. I'm trying to be <laughs> trying to say that delicately, yeah. uh, or or if it's just you know it's he's a victim of circumstance and. You know, he went from a being a top guy in the AHL of of Tampa Bay's system, where maybe that suits him better than actually being in the NHL. I'm I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, there's him. Um, Colin Blackwell is another one where it just seems like the more simple things about the game uh, become challenging. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe those are maybe those are guys. I mean, we've seen uh, Blackwell out of the lineup. Um, Maybe maybe those are guys that uh, continue to to be moved out of the way for uh, for some of the new guys who are making uh, making waves. Uh, KRCHI Sports says I was thinking about this recently. Does future considerations trade have to be completed eventually? Because we made a lot of moves with that around the trade deadline. Are we going to be missing a bunch of mid round picks in the future? Future considerations. Um, it's more of it's, a wink and a nod. It's it's. Yeah, I guess the the best term that I would equate it to is like player to be named later. Yeah. So you're talking you're talking about like maybe you know a, maybe a prospect that is wouldn't sniff the NHL or um, is is forgotten about, or you're talking about a future pick in like the fifth, sixth, seventh round. Like it's not it's 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 usually not. Um, players of consequence yeah and i think sometimes they don't even really get so yeah and sometimes it might just be a check like we might just write you out here's 100k right all right greg is standing by from the uc so we're going to take this chance to remind you that game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports concerts and shows i know greg just used game time the other day for a concert he's got coming up ever yeah. dreamed of sitting in the seat you never thought you could 50 yard line court sign on the glass behind home plate floor sheets at a concert it is possible with the game time app the biggest last minute price drops can be found 
on the seats you thought you could never buy. You will not find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. It's created by fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. I like to go on to game time and take a look at upcoming Hawks games. There's only seven. Only so many left, yeah. Seven remaining. Come and see the historically great Boston Bruins on <laughs> March 14th. Uh, that's St. 36 bucks. That's St. not Patrick's too bad. St. Patrick's Day uh, game. So yeah, there'll probably be your, a green hat or something. Get your green jerseys out of your closet. Uh, March 28th, Max Domi and the Dallas Stars coming to town. 12 bucks. He scored tonight. He did score tonight. So jump on game time. It's a great place to find great deals. And if you love CHGO, then you will love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who've downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. And if you like saving money on buying tickets to events, you're going to love saving money on your energy bill, thanks to the good folks at ComEd and their energy efficiency program. It is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve, manage energy usage, and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across their territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade updated, outdated uh, lighting to energy and money-saving efficient LED lights. Learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device and track your facilities, energy usage, and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor, outdoor lighting, and network lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz now to start saving money in energy and to start a project, you can call them at 855-433-2700. And for more information, email them businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. All right, let's go out to the United Center and welcome in our buddy, Greg Boyson. What's up, Greg? What do we learn post-game What's here? What's going on, boys? That was, a, uh, that was a silly, fun night at the United Center. <laughs> Silly fun. That's my, that's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Hockey is a weird, weird sport. And uh, tonight we got uh, a whole dose of weirdness as the Senators came in. Five-game winning streak. The talk of the league. They're three points out of a playoff spot. And then the Blackhawks just whipped them up and down the ice for 60 minutes. Yeah, it was strange. What did Luke Richardson have to say about this one? I'm curious because I think everyone kind of was like, well, this will probably be a you know, three, one loss or something like that. And just continue with the tank. This, this seemed kind of unexpected. I mean, he's not the type of guy that's going to comment much on uh, the other side of the ice. He's focusing on his team. And he just, he just said that, you know, he gave a big credit to the penalty kill, which everybody did tonight, especially for that five on three there uh, at the end of the first period. Um, You know, he just said his, his team, the guys made the right plays at the right time. They played smart. Uh, they didn't let Ottawa's frustration take them off their game, even though they tried there at the end of the game. And he just credited his team to just playing a sound game and sticking to the to the game plan and, and executing. They didn't fall for the pud whackery. <laughs> no. No, no Chuck pud whackery allowed tonight. I'm sorry. I, I, I love Kachucks. Bring me all the Kachucks. You, you I, I would love to have a, a Kachuk on this team. They're they're entertain they're good hockey players. They're physical. They're entertaining as hell. Absolutely. Yeah, there's some put whacked them now and again, but I'll take it. No, the, the, uh, all the entire family are players that you hate until they wear your favorite jersey and then they're your favorite player. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Jamie says the Kachuk family tree is like a telephone pole. <laughs> Brady looks like sloth from Goonies. <laughs> oh, That's not nice. What no, it's not nice to sloth. Ever, what did sloth from Goonies? <laughs> oh man, no man. Bring me all. Bring me Matthew. Bring me Brady. If Keith's got a couple shifts left in him, I don't think he does. His heart might no, explode. No, I don't think uh, so. But. Man, I, I've always wanted a Kachuk on the Blackhawks, and hopefully someday it happens. Uh, Lucas Reichel is a guy who we have not talked much about uh, in this game. Scored a sweet breakaway goal, nice goal on the backhand, and his whole game 
every time he's on the ice, I try to focus on him, decided to look for the little things. Couple back checks, couple stick lifts. I don't know if there was so much going on in this game. I don't know if, if Richardson got a chance to even comment on Reichel's game, but you're really starting to see the full package of Reichel to word it awkwardly. Uh, <laughs> getting Seeing back to Roman full package. Um, you're just seeing that he's becoming a more complete player. It's not just offense only with him. Yeah, and that's something that Reichel said towards the end of last season with the Ice Hogs, that he needed to get better away from the puck. And, and what he does when he doesn't have the puck is going to make him a better player than when he does when he does have it. And the only real comments about uh, Reichel tonight from Luke Richardson came completely like out of the blue, not asked. He wasn't asked specifically about him, but he was talking about the team's play from what, what he calls the red zone, and that's like the five or ten feet inside your own blue line uh, or inside both blue lines. That's where mistakes can kill you if you make a mistake just inside either blue line. And he said that a lot the players did well, and he called out Lucas Reichel, saying Reichel just was so good just inside his own blue line, making the correct passes, quick passes to the right person, not serving it up to the center of the ice, just making the smart, direct play and getting the puck out of the zone. So when, when uh, a coach is not asked about how you played, but he wants to talk about how well you did in your in your defensive zone as a young player, that's a feather in his cap. He also made a yeah. real smart play at the end of the game. Had the puck like around center ice and maybe could have tried to make something happen, but up 5 nothing, he just flips it into the center zone. He doesn't ice it, makes sure there's enough soft touch on it just to get into the zone so they can make a change. I think last year or maybe earlier this season, you would have seen him try to make something happen in that moment, but really aware of the situation. It's 5 nothing again. Like, just let's just make the safe play and get the hell out of here. Let's, you know, let's get to dinner. Um, yeah, I, I've been really impressed. And to see him get rewarded, this is his, what, is this fourth game since the comp or third? What, this most recent one today was I think this was game three game three he's got yeah. two points in his three games since his call up uh and he's he's active he's noticeable he's mm-hmm. he's having impactful moments in the game and I think in his first couple call-ups you would see the speed and you'd see stuff like that but you wouldn't always see like not only the results not coming but I don't know like you said it Greg he's not blindly throwing the puck to the middle of the ice things you could probably get away with in the AHL because you're so much more talented than everybody it feels like Lucas Reichel sort of gotten that message of, hey, there's a lot of guys on my level here, many that are way, way better than I am, yeah. and I need to just simplify my game. And I think, again, we were, before you jumped on, we were really crediting the coaching staff. You've got to commend what's happening in, right, in Rockford with the development too because you have seen the advance in his game from his first call-up this year and his two latest. He is a different guy. Yeah. yeah, I think you're seeing a player, a young player, a still very young player, gaining confidence and learning that he doesn't need to be on the score sheet every night in order to be an effective hockey player and, and in order to be a successful hockey player and stay in the NHL. He's learning that he can contribute in all phases of the game, not necessarily with goals or assists, but he can do other things, the little things that don't get, you know, passes in the – red zone of you know his own zone that nobody pays attention to except his coaching staff and then get praised about it um he's learning that yeah he can he can be a 200 foot player and be just as effective as just a one-dimensional goal scorer and i think this season has as, as frustrating as i'm sure it's been for him and it's been for fans um i think this season has worked wonders for him and now he i, I mean he knows that he is part of this team's future and he knows that he's got a spot here so just work on your game and become a better complete player and he has definitely taken strides in that direction yeah yeah i i think we we're all, we're really seeing it now the the subtlety uh that he uh, of the plays that he's making is making a bigger difference than just you know the the highlight real stuff which is still good yeah sure still good That's to great. see uh yeah, yeah, who? Uh, which which players were uh, were available to tonight? I think was was Staylock talking. I think I might have seen him on the uh, reflection yeah, of the TV there. Staylock, Staylock was uh, available. Uh, Seth Jones, and we got to talk to the uh, man of many words, Anders Bork, after his uh, giant game tonight. Uh, Staylock, 
was typical. Alex Daylock, you know, first question he was asked is, you know, what, what was, uh, what did he say to Brady Kachuk there Kachuk, at the end? Yeah. And he says, yeah, he says, oh, nothing. You know, he's just frustrated with how his night went. And I was just yeah, letting him hear about it a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> you know, he knows when to push buttons. And, you know, he was very complimentary of the team in front of him, as all goalies are. You'll never hear a goalie say, yeah, I did that all by myself. But he gave credit to the PK, that five on three. Uh, just said he was able to see the shots well. And most of the shots came you know, from, from high percentage areas, you know, not a ton of high danger shots for tonight. And, and when he did give up rebounds, his defensemen were there to clear it away and get it out of harm's way. So he gave uh, a lot of credit to the guys in front of him. So it wasn't a uh, Hanrahan and Reggie Dunlop moment between uh, Stalock and Kachuk <laughs> saying certain things about his wife? Maybe. I mean, to be, I'd love to hear that because I'm sure there was some stuff. Stalock has a very creative vocabulary. Yes, and, he does. Uh, yeah. I, 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 looked like at, what... I looked at Mario when they talked to him over the scoreboard post game. I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Get that dump button ready, Kaylee. <laughs> yeah. What was, um, what was uh, Bjork like talking with him? Well, he's, he's a quiet guy, and, and uh, you know, he was just happy to be able to contribute right away off the bat and get some chemistry with some of his, some of his new teammates. Uh, you know, he, he says it, it definitely helps his confidence to, to just his second game come in, but, you know, he says that they've been given a, a pretty simple uh, attack uh, game plan here the last couple of days, so... I think he's just a guy that is, is, is ecstatic to be back at the, in the NHL and a guy that's going to get uh, a guaranteed spot on this roster from here on out. And he's looking to make the best out of it. And Luke Richardson uh, said, you know, it's not like he's a young guy, that he's some 22-year-old that's never played in the NHL. He's got a lot of NHL experience and just been looking for his chance to get at it again. So he doesn't have to inundate him with a lot of complicated stuff. He, he knows what to do. Just go out there and do it, and that's what we're seeing. And you know, he said he was hoping that uh, uh, you know number 24 and 17 can get some chemistry together, even though it's a different guy in the 24 jersey. But so far, it's worked, and it's pretty amazing. Uh, you know what type? You know when Kyle Davidson gets a guy and slaps a, that that another team doesn't have a, a spot for, slaps number 24 on the back of him. It, it's amazing what's happened so far, um, and and that's the difference between. Kyle Davidson and he should not be named when it comes to picking off other teams, quote, table scraps, uh, reclamation projects, whatever you want to call them. Davidson goes out and gets guys that he knows can play, just doesn't have, hadn't had the proper chance. Whereas the other guy wanted you if you were drafted in the first round. Hey, that guy was a first round pick. Let's trade for him. Hey, that guy was a first round pick. Let's trade for him. Well, there's a reason high first-round picks are on the trade market for nothing because usually they can't play. So uh, we're, we're seeing a difference in, in you know mentality here if, if we haven't seen it already, just in case you needed to be uh, reminded that we've got a different general leading the ship now. Uh, i got a super chat I want to get to here real quick. This is a $20 super chat from Ew. Chris. He, thank Chris. you, Chris. He says, I really hope we keep Andreas England, and he's okay. Got to love Seth Jones' game lately. Let's give him some support. Also, Cole Gutman looks very promising. Uh, what is the latest on Andreas England? I know he left the game today. Uh, we read your quote about he'll be evaluated tomorrow. Anything uh, anything more to share on that? No, he just said uh, a lower body injury, and there was no update after the game, and they'll see if he's available for practice in the morning. No, no more. Then, um, and, and we'll get back to Chris's super chat. Thanks for that, by the way. But uh, the Cole Gutman, that line was not, was dominant against Nashville, and they were pretty yuck tonight. It's just how hockey goes sometimes. But Gutman won 71% of his faceoffs tonight, and he has stepped it up big time. And they need that because no Jonathan Taves, no Max Domi. Even Sam Lafferty was a decent faceoff guy. Somebody's got to pick up that slack, and it's been Cole Gutman. And this kid, I said it to Jay and Mario tonight, he is an NHL player. Like, the faceoffs are going to help him stay in this league. He's so smart uh, defensively, offensively. He never seems to be uh, to be in the, wrong, uh, in the wrong spot. And that's something Luke Richardson said as well. When he says, you know, talking about Bjork, but you can apply it to other guys. He says, you know, the puck kept finding him, but usually when the cup 
puck keeps finding you, it's because you're in the right place. And Dutman always seems to be in the right place. Well, that's you know what's funny about that, and we haven't even mentioned his name yet. Alex Debrinkit had a knack for that, like finding that spot yeah. on the ice where the puck was going to end up. And it wasn't just the one timers, you know, from the from the left side on the power play. He just had a way to work himself into space to to be where he was between defenders, where the puck was going to come. That is a knack, and that that's something that's really hard to coach. And uh, yeah, we should talk about it to bring it a little bit today. He didn't have much of an impact in the shutout game, obviously, yeah. but uh, great pop for him when he was announced as a senator starter. And then uh, they had a really nice video montage of him, and you could tell that he was. I don't know if he was maybe not expecting it. He should have. He's been around long enough to know they do that for pretty much everybody. But you could tell he was kind of touched by that. He looked like yeah. he was getting emotional a little bit. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, he he talked uh, with with the media before the game. Um, talked about you know the the, the trade and uh, just kind of how that went down and how he he over the summer was like, well, you know, eventually you got to the point where you, you knew something was going to happen. Um, didn't seem like, you know, it was, uh, his, his intention to ever leave Chicago, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's tough to, to, to go, but you know, he's, he was, he was put into a, a situation in Ottawa where they're, they're trying to build themselves to be playoff contenders. So it's an opportunity for him to play in some, some high, uh, high pressure games. And yeah, didn't, uh, didn't really factor in the, into the game tonight. I'm sure he would have enjoyed uh scoring in chicago um in his return but uh just wasn't in the cards but yeah i mean he he and he was in you know seemed seemed in good spirits before the game talking with the 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 chicago media laughing joking smiling uh reminiscing and all that so i think you know there there's especially for a young player like he like he was uh to begin his his nhl career in chicago and basically take was it about six years, first six years of, of his, of his uh, professional career from being, you know, 19, 20 years old to then, you know, getting married and having a kid in the city. And then, you know, you're, you kind of have to uproot your life. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think he really does hold his time in Chicago pretty, uh, pretty fondly. He should. Yeah. He, he's definitely a guy that never wanted to leave and, uh, you know, coming back here, Got to remember when the Brinkett's draft year. I mean, he was cut from his the World Junior Team, Team USA. Uh, he fell to the second round because he had, you know, quote unquote character issues or work ethic issues. You know, there was there was a bad rep out on him for whatever reason, and so I'm I'm sure he was super appreciative that it was the Blackhawks that stepped up and then gave him the shot right away. And we never saw any of that kind of stuff here so whatever was going on then was, was not the case so you're definitely a kid that didn't want to leave here and, and i don't think anybody necessarily wanted him to go but it's just the nature of the business so it was nice to see him return he tried to score he had seven shots on goal tonight but you know alex Taylock is, is not here for your mushy emotional reunions yeah. <laughs> all right let's get to our four stars of the night before we let greg head out The number three star of the game, Anders Bjork. He had three assists. He was a plus three. Three shots on goal. Three is the theme here. Yeah, gee. Uh, he had uh, another takeaway and a block shot. Really solid game for him. Your number two star, Seth Jones. Two goals, plus four. 27-24 of ice time. Gee. Three shots on goal. Two more shot attempts. Two hits, a takeaway, and a block shot. And your number one star, Alex Stalock with 35 saves and one taunt at a pudwhack. <laughs> he is your number one star of the game. My four star of the game, lost in all this, was a two-point night for our buddy Big J Dick. He had a goal, an assist. He was a plus two, 16.53 of ice time, two shots on goal, and uh, wasn't great at the faceoff dot, 47%, but another solid game for Jason Dickinson, a guy that Kyle Davidson got for... Riley Stillman got Jason Dickinson and a second round pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's one of, he's uh, again, like we were saying, one of those guys that's getting an opportunity to uh, play elevated and nights like this, he, he's making the most of it. Yep. Solid game for him. 
All right, I'm going to go with the guy that uh, scored the opening goal of the contest, uh, Philip Kurashev, who uh, is finding some nice uh, confidence and chemistry on that top line with Lukas Reichelt since they can uh, speak German to each other. Uh, but the goal he scored, man, it was it was a nice. thing of beauty, and it gives me so much hope for what we have here as he continues to develop. He got the puck. Uh, in the in, in the slot and just waited for Jake Sanderson to slide and go right by him, use the drag move, and then just great wrist shot right over the glove of Mads Sogard. Oof. And, uh, you know, that's a play he wouldn't have made last year. That's a play he probably wouldn't have made the first half of this season. It's the confidence that's growing in Philip Kershev. And I think once it all comes together, uh, we're going to have a real nice player with number 23 there. Yep, definitely. Uh, my four star of the night. I'm uh, gonna go with another young player, young Lucas Reichel, uh, scoring the fifth goal of the game on that. Uh, the breakaway uh, was, I, you know, the game was already the 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 result was in hand for the Blackhawks. So we were watching here when Lucas got the breakaway and scored. We were all just like, oh yeah, like, it was it was a legitimate like, you know cheer uh here in the office for for lucas to score that goal just because you know you, you want to see uh you want to see him have those moments and you know we talk about the the subtlety and, and the small plays in his game that he's making more more often now um and is starting to kind of round out his game uh but you also really want want him to have those highlight reel uh plays and and, the, and make make uh good on those opportunities because that also boosts confidence. As as much of a confidence boost as it as it is to be told, like, hey, you're playing really well and responsible uh, at both ends of the ice. It's also a confidence boost to score a breakaway and you know be able to celebrate and, and have the the horn go off and have all those good feelings uh, come from it. So uh, good for him. Good for the the young guy. Uh, I don't know how long he's going to be here before he goes back to Rockford to help them with their playoff push, but uh, would love to see him continue to uh, make the most of this, uh, this most recent uh, call up. We just need, we need Lucas Reichel to spend the summer interning at CHGO so he can eat nine foot sandwiches and work out with Steven and yes. get some bulk on him. Because, get him on uh, Steven's workout plan. He, there you go. He, he, I he think he just get fat. It's skin. not going to work. <laughs> oh, come on. Do it, do it for the team, Steven. He can he can clip uh, he can clip VODs with you. Eat those eat eight sandwiches, <laughs> and you guys can go work out together. And he'll be uh, much better for it come next fall. There you go. You pitch it to him. I'll do it. <laughs> All right. I got I got connections here. I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> All right. We're gonna do our DraftKings King of the Game. Then let Greg go home. King of the Game goes to Notre Dame Zone Anders Bjork with his three assists, three shots on goal. A block shot and 14.27 of ice time. And this one, we spent a lot of time talking about him, uh, but really good to see him put things together uh, and and start to find his way here in Chicago. So Anders Bjork is our DraftKings king of the game. Greg, nice. before you go, anything you want to add? Uh, yeah, Anders Bjork looks like he could be a king of Leon in that picture. Um, <laughs> but, uh, hey, it took him half a period to get as many assists uh, t- tonight as he had in 58 games for the Buffalo Sabres last year. So hats off to him. Or I should say crowns off to him. King of the uh, game. There you go. Nice. All right, Greg. Final words. We will see Thank you, you man. tomorrow. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Take care. That's Greg Boyson leaving the United Center. Follow him on Twitter at Greg Boyson. And as we just gave you our DraftKings King of the Game, I want to remind you that DraftKings Sportsbook is the official sports betting partner of CHGO and All City. They've got those awesome no-sweat NBA same-game parlays, Major League Baseball right around the corner. Make sure you get those futures in, division winners, home run leaders, Cy Young winners, MVPs, all those things. You can play all those wagers at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. You should absolutely do that. Uh, bets I made today, yeah, I put some more money in, and guess what? <laughs> and it didn't go so good because I picked the Senators to win. Mm. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, just keep – at least I'm consistent. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that. 
Uh, they keep getting your money. It's so fun, though. <laughs> These same-game parlays are a lot of fun. You know, we did a lot early in the year, pick the other team to score first against the Hawks yeah. or anytime goal scorers. There are so many great ways to play. Hey, look, Connor McDavid scored another two goals tonight, at least two. I haven't checked recently. Uh, what is it? In five of his last seven games, he's got two or more goals? Six six of his last eight. Okay, six just, of his last eight. Yeah. It just so happened one of those two games in which he didn't was the game that I told everyone to ah, pick him. That's how it works. That's, but, that's but, you know, <laughs> it, it, it happens. It happens. He did have three assists that night, but uh, did not score two goals. Yeah. If you the see bum. the Connor McDavid uh, over one and a half points, just Take hammer it. that over, hammer Take that over Take every that. night. He, Del- uh, he is in line to be the first player since Ovechkin in 2007, 2008 to uh, potentially Win the Rocket Richard, the Art Ross, and the Heart, and the all Norris, in the same year. Vezina, might as well Calder. <laughs> um, yeah, might as well. Actually, he, well, he got uh, he he got snubbed of the Calder because uh, Artemi Panarin won that won it that year. Yeah, that was weird. Um, love Panarin, <laughs> but come on, let's be honest here, shall we? Uh, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet five bucks and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And hey, the weather, it is a change in. Uh, every day. Seasonal. Every hour. Yeah, every day, every hour, every week. Uh, you never know what you're going to get. Uh, if you were looking to maybe get to the driving range or mm-hmm. whatnot today. I hope you did it in that 15-minute window when the sun was out. Uh, but if you were doing that, I hope you were looking good and wearing your pins and aces gear, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO and the presenting sponsor of the Big Drive Energy Podcast on the All City Network. That is our friends at Pins and Aces. We love their gear. They are a family-owned golf and apparel business making amazing polos, hats, golf bags that can be customized, and, of course, the beer sleeve, the innovative product that allows you to store up to seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep those drinks cold the entire round. Uh, We've talked about it before. Beers, soda, uh, sparkling waters, beef sandwiches. They will keep them – the sleeve will keep them insulated. Um, Not product tested on the sandwiches yet, but uh, when when it gets to golfing weather, we will try it out. Send me one and I will do it. We will try it. Uh, So check out pinsandaces.com. When you do, use the promo code CHGO, and you are going to get 15% off of your first order, and you're going to get free shipping on that order as well. Again, that's the promo code CHGO at pinsandaces.com. All right, we have reached 100 likes. Thank you very much. That means we get a bonus spin. Good timing. Where are we going to today? We... We're going to prospect we watcher. Were, right? back After prospect what we saw watcher. on uh, Tankathon, I was done with it for the yeah, day. Yeah, Tankathon has been fired again. Uh, so here we go. We've got two spins in the old tank wheel. Who was the Who was that manager of the Yankees that kept getting fired back uh, in the Billy, day? Billy Martin. Billy Martin. They are the Billy Martin of this show. There you go. We got to do the tank standings first, though. People are going to be upset. <laughs> Sky is falling. The crap-ass Columbus Blue Jackets continue <laughs> to suck. They lead the tank standings with 46 points in 63 games. The Hawks still second with 49 in 63 games. So they've caught up in games played. The Hawks were way behind them for a while. They had a couple in hand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now they're caught up at 63. San Jose and Anaheim with 50 points each. And the Arizona Coyotes with 52 points. So the teams that have been there all year yeah. are still gunning for position. Uh, it's man, been, it's, it's it's crazy been, to see. It's, it's, it's pretty Pretty tight. Yeah. Six points divides uh, five teams. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, all shakes out. Definitely. All right, let's give these. uh, We got two spins at it. Let's do it right here. First spin. Let's go. Have some good luck. Oof. All right. We got uh, Columbus first. Anaheim, San Jose, and Chicago uh, with the Hawks taking Leo Carlson. Okay. I mean, sure. Sure. I'll take that. All right, let's do one more. Said it. That's kind of lame. I don't like that. Yeah, I need something better than that. Come right. on, number two, be a number Ooh, one. Columbus, St. Louis, San Jose, Ew. Chicago. Get That's out of here, good. St. Louis. You're not invited to this That's party. That's good. All right, I'm feeling generous. Hawks win. Let's do one more. Yeah, we're not going to end on a note let's like go that. Out of pocket. Can't have the Blues finish ahead of the Hawks. I will not end a show that fun. way. 
Come on, Stephen. Montreal, Columbus, uh, Chicago, San Jose. Stephen, what's going on here? What, Dude, start building a site where the Hawks always win. We keep telling you. You know, one of these days I'm going to do it, and you're going to be really surprised and really impressed. I know. Uh, yeah, we'll be I very happy. I have faith in you. We'll be happy that you do that. Do it, dude. All right, we're going to wrap like things that. up. Uh, tomorrow, I think the plan is to do a mailbag show. Oh. We had kind sure. of a meeting during the game. I don't ever know if Mario can hear me or not. I we're can't. like two over from each other we're like this far away in this in the press box but it is very loud in the arena and it's very loud in my right ear most games so oh well. it's, i have a hard time hearing you is there is there someone chatting to your right it's not bruce hmm. interesting um yeah so we're gonna do a mailbag show tomorrow well uh, we'll send a tweet tonight with like the hey this is the tweet to reply to <laughs> so re- reply to that tweet that at chgo tweet. underscore blackhawks if you're a diehard, you can hit us up in the CHGO Blackhawks Discord. And if you're old, you can email us, blackhawks at allchgo.com, and we'll get to your mailbag questions tomorrow. Uh, 2.30 show. We're going to practice tomorrow as well, so we should have some fresh stuff uh, from practice. So, yeah, join us tomorrow at 2.30. Uh, and that's it. We're going to wrap things up. For Greg and Mario, I'm Jay reminding you that DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of CHGO and All City. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.